Welcome to another episode of the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name's Lachlan Davey. I'm here with my dad, Ken Davey, and together we have the Decent Rowing website. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the portion of the rowing stroke after the hands away and rock over and before you get down to that three-quarter slide. So that middle part of the recovery phase, middle to end part of the recovery phase. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about what we do, we have a membership website, over 950 videos on there that our members can sign up for either monthly or yearly. Uh, we also have a free email list uh, where we send out rowing tips. So if you want to get to know us a bit more before considering a membership, it's a good way to understand a bit more about what we do at Decent Rowing. So I'd recommend that you head over there after the podcast and sign up to the email list and maybe consider a membership. So when we're thinking about that little part of the stroke, Ken, I guess it's one of those areas that sort of loses, it's sort of left behind, I guess. It's not It's not really uh, an area that many coaches focus on because there's just so much happening at the catch, so much happening at the finish. Um, but yeah, what would you think about first when we're talking about joining up these two parts of the stroke on the recovery? Uh, I think it's a really critical part of the rowing stroke, which sounds a bit strange because you're not actually doing much in that particular part. You're not driving the boat. You're not. There's not a lot of body movements. It's, it seems like a bit of a non-part of the stroke. But in reality, it's the about the only part of the stroke where you get time to think about it and to get it right and get ready for the catch and and think about what happened to the stroke before and what you're going to do with it so it's it's really important it's actually quite a long period of time too now it doesn't sound like much but the recovery is the is the slower part compared to the drive particularly if you're at race pace and so you've actually got a bit of time to do something so the critical steps as i said is to take that little window of opportunity and use it as a way to check that you're doing things the right way. And so if you think about it in sequence, I suppose, uh, once you've got your body rocked over, essentially you're in the catch position and then you come down the slide. Uh, you may have come down the slide a little bit as you get into the catch position, but but it sort of merges together a bit. Where the end of this part is, is when you get to that say three-quarter position or thereabouts uh, when you're coming into the catch and then you have to start doing catch things. So there's this gap there of about half a slide, a little bit more, where you've got time to to concentrate on on getting things ready. The first thing I'd suggest that you do is is understand the that this is the part of the stroke where you get yourself ready for the catch. And so you make sure you're ready for the catch, which comes back to the same critical things we've talked about before. And I'd say the most important one's probably relaxation. And so you want to make sure your grip's relaxed, your shoulders are relaxed, you're in the catch position, you don't go and chase any more length. And so you're ready when you come into the catch to take the catch. The other thing that's really important in this part of the stroke is this is where you feel the rhythm. So... The rhythm in a boat is a great feeling. It's one of the reasons a lot of people like to row, that rhythmic feeling of sensation of of just flowing. And this is the best place to feel that flow. So you need to get the power on during the rowing stroke, of course, to get good rhythm because if the boat's not moving well, then it's it's going to be a bit unbalanced. It's not going to you're not going to feel a big difference between the power phase of the stroke and the recovery phase. So you want to feel a difference. Power's on, and then when the power's off in this little piece of the recovery we're talking about, that's when you feel the rhythm. So you need to be able to move with the speed of the boat. 
which is a, a bit of a statement that lots of coaches make, but, but it's a bit perhaps hard to understand. So, Lachlan, how do you describe the, the feeling and how you achieve that rhythm sensation of feeling that you're moving with the boat on that recovery bit? So this little portion of the stroke that um, we're talking about, sort of like a gap, I sort of see it as a bit of a, a bridge where you're sort of gliding from one part of the stroke to the other. So you set your speed off the back with your hands away, body over, you're coming forward, and then you're just gliding um, between phases of the rowing stroke. So on the recovery, you're not doing anything really. You're just sort of gliding down the slide, trying to find that um, the next part of the stroke, which is the the square up and placement, but it's not. We're not there yet, so we're just trying to keep everything nice and relaxed, nice and flowing, coming forward, not changing anything with your hand heights, not wobbling anything with your with your knees, keeping your grip nice and relaxed, and just preparing mentally. Just thinking, okay, I'm gliding now down to the stroke, down to the catch. And I'm just going to get mentally prepared for that, but no, no physical changes yet. Just just keeping everything in the same position and sort of flowing out out to that catch and and the way um you know lots of coaches that i've had explain it uh is you're sort of chasing chasing the puddles out with your with your handle so in a sculling boat it's quite easy uh you can see puddle on both sides and as you tap away with your hands hands out you can sort of see your puddles disappearing into the distance um and you're just trying to to match the speed the speed that your hands are flowing down the slide uh the, the speed that you're coming down the slide to that puddle essentially and just sort of keeping them in the same spot in your vision and you, you'll find that as you come forward you sort of flow out and you get a nice nice rhythm but that portion of the stroke it's really there's not much happening you should have done all your preparation rocking off the back coming forward you're just gliding down the slide just making that transition between the the rock over and the coming into the catch trying to pick it up uh, not trying to do too much and just letting the boat run out underneath you. Um, yeah, I think the, the biggest problem I see with people that I think would are getting it wrong, so to speak, is um, they're just doing too much in that part of the stroke. So maybe they haven't got set themselves well off the back and they're trying to overcompensate or correct for it and they're coming into the catch or maybe they're worried about the catch and they start doing things early or out of time um, and they end up running into trouble. So... It's about yeah, just trying to maintain good positions while you're flowing down the slide, just gliding down towards that catch position and then yeah, preparing mentally for when you get into that last quarter of the slide, so around three-quarter slide, you're, you're starting to square up and prepare for that placement. No, I couldn't agree more. And if I sum it up a little bit as far as the way I see it is that this part of the stroke has to be controlled. And by controlled, I don't mean tense or anything like that or, or, or slow or fast. I just mean controlled. And so when you're coming down the slide, you control where your body is before you get to this part of the rowing stroke and you just hold it there and control coming down the slide. So you're just moving with the boat, you're not doing it too fast. You're not doing it too slow. You're just moving with the boat and you're making sure you're relaxed and ready for that catch. You can use it as a brief period of time too to think about what you should be doing coming into the catch. Remember when you get to the catch, uh, you want to make sure you've got your core turned on. Uh, when you're doing that last uh, quarter of the slide or thereabouts, uh, particularly if you're going at a higher rate, then you need to be able to pull the boat towards you. 
Now, pulling the boat towards you is interesting. I've had the experience a few times with getting athletes to pull the boat towards them and, and they immediately treat it as an aggressive pull. But it's not really. It's a, it's a, it's a controlled pull and it's different depending what rating you're doing. It's different depending on how you actually row. So it's all about, I think it's all about control. And so uh, when you're coming down the slide, think of it as a period of time when you've already got your body in the catch position. So if you're continually chasing into the, into the catch and getting your body further over, extending your arms further, then that, that doesn't fit. We want to be able to sit there and just come down into the catch in a nice controlled way. The other thing that, that often upsets uh, rhythm and upsets the sensations in the boat is if your balance is out. So, uh, like when you mentioned briefly the, uh, the wobbling of the knees and those types of aspects, what do you find is the easiest way to, to get rid of these balance issues that turn up on that little piece of the recovery? Um, I try and think of it as, uh, as like one movement from the finish position, the tap out, the rock over. You're just on one continuous journey to the catch. If you start thinking, I'm going to tap out, then I'm going to try and balance the boat and I'll get down to the catch and then put the blade in the water, you inevitably do those little micro movements with the, with the, the knees and the hands. I think about tap out. You've got one opportunity to tap out to the right height, hands away and just flow. So one start to finish. So the start being the finish position, uh, ironically. But so you're starting with the tap out, you're flowing through to the catch, one smooth motion, one transit, not trying to do anything in between, um, except for, you know, stay nice and relaxed and, um, yeah, do minimal movements with, with the rest of your body coming into the catch, hands, shoulders, knees. It's just one smooth movement as if you're rowing an ergo. Uh, you almost, a useful exercise can be to just pretend that you're rowing on an erg as opposed to rowing in the boat. Uh, an erg, everything's nice and set up and you're never worried about it, you know, balancing over to one side. And it needs to be the same with your rowing stroke. When you tap out, you come forward, you're thinking about it's going to be solid. You're just going to flow out to the catch and it'll be balanced. And that's part of that relaxation and confidence that good rowers have when they have a balanced boat. Um, yeah, if you think about it too much or try and do too much, you'll end up in trouble and the, the balance will suffer and it'll be too busy. You won't have that that run and recovery. Um, just back on the, the rhythm, so I said like a visual way uh, is to watch your handles moving to, with your puddles coming through to the catch. Uh, if you want something that's more of a sensation, uh, under the balls of your feet, uh, I'd think about when you rock over, try and take the weight off that foot stretcher. So try and have no force on the foot stretcher coming forward. Um, imagine uh, there's something really fragile under between your foot and your foot stretcher. And if you put any weight on it, downward pressure, it's going to break that. And so if you if you think about that, you, you sort of f- start floating down the slide and the consequence of trying to not have any weight on the, that foot stretcher is um, as you get further and further down the slide, you'll, you'll naturally speed up um, during that portion of the rowing stroke and you sort of get that flow into the catch that we're talking about. Uh, the key, of course, is if you're doing a technique like this, you need to get that blade in. Uh, any hesitation at the catch is going to cause you to mi- mistime that placement, uh, lose water, 
um, you know, all sorts of problems. So if you if you're keeping light on your feet on the way forward, just keep flowing and just keep the boat accelerating towards you and try and end it with a nice sharp catch. Um, otherwise, if you if you yeah don't have the sharp catch, you're going to be doing yourself a disservice by keeping the weight off those feet on the way forward. Mm, undoubtedly. And, and a bit on that, more on that balance side of things, often I've seen athletes, particularly in sculling, wobble their knees around as they come down the slide. And and I don't think I've ever seen anyone wobble their knees uh, and successfully improve the balance in the boat. What tends to happen is that they move the weight of their knees to one side of the boat and then the boat starts to tip that way, so they move them back the other side of the boat to correct it and always overcorrecting. So uh, if you're in a sweet boat, the same sort of thing applies. Uh, Generally, the issue in a sweet boat is the outside knee. Uh, Having it flopping out of the boat is quite a lot of weight to upset the balance of the boat. And so the critical thing with this balance, as Lachlan says, is when you come off the back, Get yourself set to where how you're going to come down the slide with your handle heights and make sure you sit in the middle of the boat and you don't wobble your knees around, you don't sit oddly on the seat, you don't lean with your body. Just come gently flowing into the front. And if you do that, and everyone in the boat does that, then you'll find that the balance is almost automatically going to be better. You're better off, in fact, to let the balance, if it's out of balance, to let the balance go for that particular stroke and then try on the next one to get everyone set well off the back and just flowing into the front in order to fix the balance. Trying to correct balance as you come down the slide is really quite difficult. Uh, Some people say you can do it with handle heights of the blades. That's true. You can do it by uh, moving with your feet, working one foot against the other a little bit. It's also true. But the best answer, if you can, is to avoid trying to do any of that. The boat's balanced at the finish. When you tap out, if you don't do anything to upset it, it's still balanced. Rock over, it's still balanced. Just don't do anything to upset the boat and come down the slide. The other thing on balance that's, I think, really important, particularly for beginners, is to make sure you don't look at the boat. If you've got a stroke coach in the boat, ignore it. Only glance at it very occasionally. You don't need to look at it. If you look into the boat, then you lose your reference point with the horizon. Whereas if you're looking out at the horizon, uh, buildings or just the river itself or a bridge or trees, whatever, then if you're looking at, at that point, then that's a pretty stable place because the uh, the horizon doesn't really move and so if you keep your eye on the horizon that tends to make your body a lot easier to balance because you're not um, you're not looking inside the boat which is moving and then trying to balance yourself within the boat so keep your eyes out of the boat uh, keep looking straight out the back of the boat don't look out to the side because that clearly is a body movement that we want to avoid so uh, keeping your eyes up and looking at the horizon is a good way to reinforce that sensation of of balance and also the the uh, flowing into the front if you're looking if the water's rough for example and you're worried about rough water then if you look at the sky it's not rough look at the bridge it's not rough and so if you keep an eye on that part of the horizon whatever you can see that's essentially stable then you'll find that rough water becomes less of a problem as well so balance is uh, in that little piece of the recovery we're talking about uh, don't try to change the balance uh, essentially get it right before you start coming down the slide and keep your eyes looking at something that's balanced if you like or stationary and uh, you'll find that the recovery part's a lot easier 
Yeah, I'd also say that there's there's no shame in running your blades along the water um, a little bit during the recovery, especially if the the water's flat. Um, if you can if you can keep a balanced boat and get a good catch with your blades along the water, that's far better than an unbalanced boat with a poor catch. It's going to be faster, way faster, way more efficient, um, and much more effective at getting good boat speed. So. Just if you're rowing along and the boat's unbalanced uh, and it's causing a problem with you or the crew, um, just just run your blades along the water. You can pick them up before the catch. You can still get a good placement around that, that three-quarter slide. You're going to have to pick the blade off the water to square it up and place it. But during that, that transition from the, the hands away through to that three-quarter slide, um, it's a good opportunity if you can, if the weather permits, just to run your blades along the water a little bit. Just keep yourself nice and relaxed. Um, you know, check that your grip's relaxed. You can just do, just wiggle your fingers. Um, that's a useful one just to make sure you're not gripping onto the oar too tightly and causing a problem that way. But yeah, I definitely consider rowing, rowing with your blades on the water as a good way to, to help develop that catch and finish and then once you've developed the catch and finish that that balance will be a lot easier uh, than if you try and go for the balance before getting a good catch and finish yeah definitely and with grip uh, it's a good opportunity to check your grip as Lachlan said if you've got uh, have a tendency for a tight grip then just just loosen your fingers you can also occasionally I wouldn't recommend do it every stroke is have a, a quick glance at your hands and see what your knuckles look like see that they're relaxed uh, if you're in a, in a sweet boat, you want to be able to have room to essentially put a pencil between your your, your thumb and the, and the oar handle, just behind your thumb, just so you know that you've got a really relaxed grip. So so you can just check it quite easily just by having a having a quick look occasionally. The other thing that's a, a useful technique I find in understanding rhythm and feeling what the boat's doing is to close your eyes. What tends to happen with people when they've got their eyes open is that they, because it's such a powerful sensory input, it tends to dictate everything that your body does. If you close your eyes, then you have to feel what the boat's doing, especially in a crew boat. You have to feel where everyone else is in the in the recovery phase. You've got to feel what the boat's doing. And so I'd strongly suggest uh, a lot of eyes closed rowing. Uh, and the bit to focus on really is that, that bit of the recovery so you can feel when the boat's when everyone's getting nearer to the catch, you'll feel how they come off the finish. And so rowing with your eyes shut is a really good way to to get your body in touch with what the boat's doing. Uh, and indeed, if you I sometimes find younger athletes particularly are quite nervous about rowing with their eyes shut, uh, but uh, I've never had an athlete get out of time with their eyes shut, uh, seriously out of time, where that causes an issue. In fact, they tend to get more in time if they've got their eyes shut because they have to feel for it and get into the rhythm of what the boat's doing. And therefore, if they're feeling the rhythm, then they can predict more accurately uh, when they should be taking the catch, where they are on the recovery, what the rest of the people in the boat are doing. So so I think, it's, it's again, it comes back to this, this control concept. Uh, it's a, That part of the rowing stroke is something that you want to control uh, really smoothly, you want to be smooth, you want to be relaxed, and you want to make sure that, that it's controlled. Everything's ready for the catch. As you come off the finish, you don't start this part of the recovery until you've got your body ready for the catch. And as you come down the slide, you can think about the next part. So, so it's, a, it's a, an often neglected part of the rowing stroke that I think we should pay more attention to.
yeah, it's, it's probably that that nebulous term like rhythm. Like this is where the rhythm is developed a lot. Uh, you can you can develop it obviously uh, through a good drive drive phase and a good uh, good catch, good recovery, rock over. That's all part of rhythm. But this is really the the point where you have to be happy with your work as you're coming down the slide um, and just linking the the whole whole rowing stroke together. Um, it's not. It's not a very like glamorous part of the rowing stroke, but in good crews it'll feel great, and in poor crews it's probably all over the the show. That the timing's probably out. People are getting through that part of the rowing stroke at different speeds, and it's really going to throw off the catch, finish, and everything else. So, it's it's one of those things that uh, good crews they typically have a lot of relaxation and confidence coming through this portion of the rowing stroke. I mean, they've done it a lot of times. But they're happy with how they're set up. They know what speed they're coming down the slide. They've got that feeling of letting the boat run, uh, you know, not rushing down the slide, not controlling it too much. So they're too slow down the slide. They're just letting the boat flow underneath them. And so it's a, it's a feeling that you start to, to develop as you become more experienced with your rowing. Just in summary a little bit, and most of this we've covered, but I think it's good to have, but have an idea of the types of issues that we see, uh, frequently in the boat. Uh, if you're talking with beginner athletes, one of the critical things I see is people uh, tearing down the slide uh, with no real control over it. They're not just feeling for the rhythm of the boat, they're just trying to get back to the front as quick as they can, even if they're rating at a low rate. So with beginner crews, I think it's critical, absolutely critical, to make sure that they over control this part of the stroke. So firstly, off the back, make sure they get themselves into the catch position before they come down the slide. And then they come down the slide in a controlled way. And indeed, for beginners, I'd suggest bringing them down the slide or getting them to come down the slide slower than you want them to. Uh, and just let the boat run. Because they get a sensation of how the boat can actually do a lot of the work for you. You don't have to get back to the catch as quick as you can to put the blade in again. And you'll find that... Uh, with beginners, when they're rushing down the slide like that in a tearing hurry to get back to the catch, and I'm sure we've all seen it, then what they do on the way is that they haven't given themselves time to think about what they're doing. They haven't given them time to think about how the catch is going to be executed. So I'd slow it down, and I think that's really, really important for beginner crews. For more experienced crews, I think the, the best thing you can do is to make sure that they get their body into the right position before this part of the rowing stroke. Uh, I see many, many uh, experienced athletes still chasing length as they come down to the catch. So they start to come off the back and they don't get themselves set for the catch until pretty much they're at the catch. And in doing that, then they've missed the golden opportunity to, to experience this rhythmic part of the rowing stroke where they feel relaxed. They're not really doing much. They're just getting ready for it and checking that they've got everything right. So with the experienced athletes, I'd suggest uh, get them to slow it down a bit. But the best way to slow it down isn't really by slowing down the actual part of the stroke. It's more about extending the time that they feel in that part of the stroke by getting themselves set off the back before they come down the slide and when the, and before they get to the catch. So it's that little bit of, um, of quiet time, if you like. Uh, and so get set off the back and then have this bit of quiet time and then you're into the catch and away you go. For experienced people, I'd do that. For the juniors, though, the beginners, I'd suggest slow it down, over-slow it down. So, for example, have them uh, row at a low rate uh, where they've got quite a lot of power on and 
uh, and then a lot of time on the recovery. So a bit like power strokes, so rowing 18 maybe, uh, where they've got the power on and then they come down the slide nice and slow. So they're fairly quick through the water, slow down the slide. Uh, and as Lachlan suggested, if they can do it with their oars on the water, then they'll get a better experience. Uh, so if their oars are running flat on the water on the recovery, then they'll, they'll feel that the boat's balanced automatically so they'll enjoy that part of the stroke more and, and get used to it so that then they're essentially letting the boat do the work for them. So that tiny little part of the stroke where you're not doing anything, there's a lot to do and it's a really important part. Yeah, I generally try and describe it as just trying trying to relax, uh, let the two strokes, parts of the stroke, the finish and catch sort of connect themselves with this, this portion of time. You're not trying to do too much with your body. Hopefully everything's set. You're just sliding down, coming down the slide. But it's all about that mental preparation for the catch you know, knowing that you're going to be squaring up and placing. Um, it does happen to some extent automatically if you're not thinking about it, but uh, nine times out of ten when you're thinking about getting a sharp catch, you'll do a much better job than if you're just thinking about rowing along or, um, you know, what you're having for lunch or had for breakfast sort of thing. So it yeah, just uses the time just to enjoy the work you've done around the back turn, let the boat run out, coming into the catch you're just thinking about that preparation what am i going to do with with the squaring up what how am i going to place it um getting the legs on quickly things like that you're not actively doing anything you're just mentally preparing yourself just getting ready for that sequence of events um yeah i think the drive mostly takes care of itself but the catch is one of those things that the more preparation you can do uh the better both physically around the back turn getting into a good position rocked over and mentally coming through that middle part of the recovery and preparing for the catch. So if you want to have a look at some of the videos that we've been describing uh, in this section, it's in this podcast, sorry, it's part of our our section on our website, Finish and Recovery. We've got a, a large playlist of videos there that have uh, lots of different topics uh, relating to this, including drills and you know expert uh, opinions and expert coaches just telling you how they describe it to their athletes um, and so if you want to want to see that if you're a member you just have to log in if you're not uh, please sign up for a membership there's monthly and yearly options uh, we also have some group membership options available if you want to sign up your club uh, for example uh, if you're not interested in getting a membership just yet but you know would like some more rowing tips uh, we have a rowing tips email list that we send send out our, our videos uh, some of our videos too and so you can get a bit of a feel for what we do there. Uh, also, if you're interested in uh, personalized coaching, we do uh, do remote coaching, both uh, training and technique analysis, uh, video analysis, things like that. And so there, those options are also on our website. If you're interested, please fill out the contact form and, uh, and we'll get in touch with you and see if we can help you with your rowing. But until next time, happy rowing.